Hey guys, this is John Domine. Welcome to today's episode of In the Spray Room, the podcast of Sold Magazine, New York City's street art insiders bringing you daily online content, exclusive interviews, studio visits, on-the-road adventures, up-to-date event calendar, and spotlights on your favorite artists getting up today. Sold Magazine is compiled of a team of street art soldiers, and our mission is to bring original content to our readers. By artists for artists, this podcast is just another form of content for you. In the Spray Room, we'll be bringing out the lighter side of these artists, getting to know them in a less structured environment, and talking about a range of topics with myself, John Domine, Bike Girl, hello, and Brooklyn's own Big Ronnie. Hello, everyone. But before we get started with our special guest, why don't you tell us what's going on, Big Ronnie? There's a lot going on, John, and uh, I just wanted to say welcome to John Dominance. This is the first In the Spray Room appearance. And, Thank you. Uh, we're looking forward to your contributions. We love your shots and uh, what you're doing with the team, and keep it up, buddy. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. So we are super busy. Uh, some new announcements. Uh, we're going to be taking part, of, taking part in the Moniker Art Fair coming to New York May 3rd through the 6th. And we're going to be on the road with a podcast from a big party at the Mess Hall on April 20th. So we've got two upcoming podcasts that we're going to be recording on the road, and we're super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. <laughs> Our next fundraising tour is going to be April 7th that we just heard uh, about a pretty cool artist that is going to be donating some prints for us. I will not say who it is. Tease, 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 tease. <laughs> but it's major. It's a, it's, we're excited. It's a biggie. We're excited. And the day before that, April 6th, is going to be Dirk Cobain and my next uh, curated show at Butcher Bar, Artist nice. to be announced. So we've got some nice things coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, now, today's special guest, I'm pretty excited to say, is Butterfly Mush. Hi, guys. Welcome. How are you doing today? Uh, really excited to be here. We are excited to have you. I'm going to get right into it. Let's talk about the name. Oh, my God. Everyone's question. So Butterfly Mush, the whole word in itself, I was 12 years old and AOL chat rooms <laughs> were happening a lot. And so I was like, let me think of a screen name, which is like no one really had screen names back then. I love butterflies and I love mushrooms edible mushrooms i was 12 i know that uh and then i just mush became my tag when i was trying to do graffiti quote unquote you know i was 13 tagging up mush everywhere and it just butterfly mush just became my email and then it became my instagram and then once i started taking art seriously i was like well now i want to sign aa andrea Acevedo. no nope. everyone was like oh my god butterfly mush art butterfly mush art now, I literally, people come up that, you know, that know our friends of friends were like, hi, Butterfly Mush. <laughs> it sounds really funny, but. But you answered to it on the streets. I mean, if someone said yeah. Butterfly Mush, you, no, no, you my kids, your name. My kids are like, my mommy's Butterfly Mush. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, <clears throat> in our research on you, because we are the media and we I do a little special. bit of research. Yes, special. we did some research. Butterfly Mush is actually term for a part of the transformative stage between a caterpillar and a butterfly. Right? What? Once the cocoon is formed and the hard shell is around the caterpillar, it turns into something oh, called butterfly mush. Oh my god. Mush. Yeah, That's right. Insane. I am going to correct you a little bit because a moth has a cocoon. A butterfly has a chrysalis. chrysalis. 
I'm a, I'm I a kindergarten teacher. So once the chrysalis <laughs> forms, <laughs> I was a bug. There we go. What's Thank you. inside is called butterfly mush. Oh my god! Talk to us about having your mind blown. I listen. I'm like, <laughs> whoa! I did. That's a good you. That's a good one. I honestly, I mean, I grew up loving butterflies, but I don't paint butterflies and i always feel like ugh, that's kind of like oh we're gonna get into what you paint don't worry <laughs> <laughs> but you know i always still feel like butterfly is a, a big part because of the message behind it and just i'm a social butterfly i mean so many things hearing this now it's like meant to be meant to be yeah it's pretty great nice research big thank fun. you very much uh, I I will tell the truth. I only saw it on one website, and I got excited. <laughs> I didn't fact check myself, but uh, you know, hey, it technical yeah. if it's on the just, internet, yeah, it's, it's true. true. It's yeah. gotta be true. So let's talk about your work. Now, generally speaking, it is feminist, positive, uh, uh, provocative. In it, it is it is mindful. It is about getting money. It is about protecting yourself. It is about being smart in life. But you're doing it through the female body. Yep, you nailed it. I mean, I want people to feel like I, I've always been really comfortable in my own skin, and I just always notice not everyone's like that. And I'm always like, you, you know, I want to make people feel that way and when people think about nudity it's always something so hyper sexualized and it's not about like aren't you just comfortable naked in your house like be that comfortable always especially women i just feel like my message just directs towards women but it, it could go for anybody but just wanting to make you feel as comfortable as you feel when you're by yourself naked in the shower or whatever like all of the time, no matter what the outside, you know, society may want to make you feel. This, so why not? I thought about, okay, should I cover the girls? Should I dress them? I'm like, why? It's just, they're just relaxed. They're in their, like, most purest form. See, so. I saw a meme last week that reminds me of exactly what you're saying. It says, if you're a big girl, send nudies anyway. He knows what he signed up for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of what you're saying. Oh, yep. That's exactly it. It's just like you're a woman like take charge of your power like i feel women are very powerful and so many don't know it or feel it so it's about that essentially and i feel that your work is um it's not about making it pleasing to the man not it's it's about honoring yourself and respecting yourself and saying you know what i'm powerful i'm strong this is me and i embrace it yep 100 percent. well i mean i do make the bodies aesthetically pleasing to look at and it's meant for all women all shapes but the point is um kind of i i know all women feel good about themselves deep down and they feel the way men see them deep down and it's about like doing that for yourself not for men to look at you in that way Mm -hmm. so it's not not that i it's not a man hating thing at all i love men i want men to see women secure in themselves and that like irate like irradiating towards like i feel good about myself inside and for it to show basically uh let's talk a little bit about her um the the, some of the titles of your pieces because i think they're very i mean and i'm saying titles because it's just the words that i've seen on your pieces and you may have a different title yeah no those are the titles for the most part even the ones that don't have words kind of have longer ish titles yeah 
So to me, they're very suggestive, yet at the same time, unapologetic. And I think some, so some of them, there's one, you know, it's, um, so the one I think that I'm most familiar with as far as your work is the girls just want to have fun, right, which is with right. that ski mask with the Chanel on the top. So you've got that kind of more, you know, feminism, the feminism, feminist side of it. And then it's like a, a bank robber kind of right. kind of thing. You've also got, um, uh, let's see, there's Power of the Pussy, Bottle Service Girls. I got that swagger, and it's uh, it's Oozing, pumping out my pumping ovaries, out my ovaries. Of, with a pregnant woman. Right. And then you've got I'm fucked in the head, uh, and my mind is turning, turning into, a, into whore, a whore. Which I think all of these are really just, you know, the suggestive. And at first, when I started looking at them, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, I was... I don't get shocked easily, but I was like, oh, you know, okay. and then I <laughs> kind of got comfortable with it. And, and I think that that's that says something, you know, too, right. even for women reading it or seeing the paintings. So. Right. Which I think, your, you, know. I, you know, I uh, the titles are a lot of fun just because they usually come from a, a moment, a memory and experience in my life where I'm like, this is how I felt at that second. Maybe not the second after that or before that, but like in that moment. One of my favorites is he seemed like a good idea at the time um, just because just went through that way too many times, but not in a like sad, regretful way and just like, a, you know, what? I don't really care. Like I was a little drunk last night and feeling myself <laughs> and today I don't want to talk to him ever again. And it's fine. And I need to just talk to my girlfriend about that on the phone and laugh it off. It's a personal experience, but when I started introducing, you know, personal experiences into my art, I just noticed all, most if not all women that looked at it were like, oh my God, yes. It just became like, this is so me. This is so us, like me and my girlfriends. And I was like, I can never not paint women. This feeling is amazing. I'm connecting with these people. And then... There are a few pieces that men look at and are like, I dated that girl, you know, Um, (laughs) which is, uh, you know, I love even more so. So that's the title. like, I can't do a title where it's like naked girl or red girl. Someone met someone said to me, why don't you name the girls? You know, when I did a collection of like 35 different girls, oh, my God, they should have names. And I was like, that's cute and quirky, but they're really they're all me. Um, (laughs) And. But it's a more so about it could be a girl, a guy, a, you know, anybody. But it's more so about that moment that everybody identifies with. So, that's yeah, that's good. I think from. it's good to be supportive of women in that way too, that they're resonating with it. And you know, sometimes women aren't always the most supportive of each other. I think you yeah. know. So, I think this is something that if you can, if it can resonate with you, and you can feel like you're making connection, right? I think that's such a great thing for, yeah. for women, and you know. Exactly. Okay. So that's it's a good. It's just a, a. It's such a good feeling to have a connection like that. I could never go back to not, you know, sharing a personal level on my art. Audrey, what do you what do you connect with in in her Marcia's art? Work? Yeah. Um, I kind of like that they're slightly playful too. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just lighthearted enough that they're not. They're, they they still all come with good intention. Right. You know, because even though the girls are just close to being on the edge. That's right. what I like. I, I like the wreck that you ride the edge and you make me think, but you don't push it too far. So too it's far. not like you're trying to push stuff in people's face. Right. I mean, it was never meant to be. They are 
aggressive in a good way and they're powerful and, and like in that. your face. Right, because it's But not it, that about, was never yeah. the intention. I think that's just my personality showing through. Because you're not powerful if you have to take power from other people. Exactly. It's not, yeah. The intention is I'm me and I'm the best version of me and everybody can see that, the genuinity behind, behind that. Right. Talk to me about your top 10 list. About my what? Your top 10 list. The girls. <sighs> top 10 list. Um, I, that's hard. That's a hard one. No, I meant your uh, the the piece of work you the, do with the girls list of oh, things the, to oh, do. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, that one. Funny enough, was an idea I had a really long time ago where I would do like a notebook paper, you know, with the lines and the holes on the side, and then just write my to do list. So it's like I I'm a to, I'm a list person, um, and I still want to write them down. I can't do the phone thing. And so I just have like on my sketches, like on my sketchbooks, you'll always see like some to do to like pick up laundry, you know, things like that. But then also like draw that badass bitch or, you know, things like that. So it's like right. all combined. Um, and I was always like, you know, I'd love to put up to paint a big list. And um, my business manager slash husband slash baby daddy slash everything was like, you know, he's my consultant. I always come to him for that like male opinion I guess I'm like what do you think about this and he was it was when I was working on uh, the big collection of girls so all the paintings so far had been girls he said what do you think about this I said what do you think about this he was like eh you know I think it's really personal like who else is gonna look at this list and identify so I was like okay and then I kind of left it off months later one night I was like you know what I'm gonna do it just I'm gonna put it in my kitchen because I need to see my list and and I it has been one of my biggest hits like <laughs> people it's got the most likes i've sold the most personalized like people mm. well can you do my list but can it have this 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 and the other like call mom and my stupid you know? shit to it please <laughs> exactly and well, we all it's have become a the mo- it's become one of the most popular you <laughs> know great. don't forget and so what does run. your consultant say now I mean, now he's like, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. He's like, like, you know, I I shouldn't have even asked you. No, you get a second opinion now (laughs) for things going forward. Right. I still, I still go to him. But then if I don't like his idea, I shoot it down. And he's like, you always shoot down the things you don't like. I'm like, well, that's the point. I I didn't know that women intentionally tried to pee after sex to prevent UTIs. Yes. Yeah. I, Neither after, did he. And I was like, I what did you, you think I was doing all after these After I years? saw your piece at, at Butcher Bar, it must have been two months ago or three months ago, I said to Eric, I said, what's what's that? And <laughs> she looked at me like, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know. <laughs> Carrie was like, yeah, that one's a weird one. I'm like, because you're not a girl. Just. <sighs> <laughs> there you go. I'm not a girl. Know your audience, right? Well, and- <laughs> all right. Let's take a step back. Let's get into history. Where are you from? Where'd you write? Who'd you grow up with? Who do we know? All that fun stuff. Um, I am Colombian, born and raised. I did high school there, but middle school, elementary, down in Miami. So, you know, when I was in middle school, the graffiti scene was huge there. There's like, you know, graffiti tags, throw ups all over the place. And that was my first uh influence with art so that's like a back backstory of why my style looks like i'm a graffiti artist or you know it's like very street art inspired but it's because that's like my first inspirations my first connections with art 
was seeing graffiti artists and then buying books with like pieces of graffiti artists from the 70s like Lee and you know all that like seeing those and then their characters that always like the the way the characters were always drawn always loved that so I think that that's where my kind of my style developed with the girls uh, but that never came through until recently. Before I was always, you know, I've always known I wanted to do art, always felt like, okay, I'm going to paint and I could paint different things and different styles and copy different things. But never until I one day was like, this is what I draw. My business manager uh, was like, this is the stuff you have on your sketchbook is what needs to be on canvases. Not people's pets or, you know, mug shots of celebrities, which I've done all of it, and I loved painting it. But then I was like, really? Like, who's going to want to see that? He was like, everybody. That's the, what they're going to identify with, that character you're drawing. And then that's, that was the birth of the Mush Girls. You know, but it took, I want to say, 10 years of, like, painting and finding my style to then realize like oh my god the sketch the girls I sketched been sketching since I was 12 that's the one they've um, been with you all along you just all had along to, yeah. right they've been with me all along and they were so, you I mean yeah. you developed it right so, yeah. so I um I moved to New York for college and I did a year and a half in Pratt but didn't know what I was doing there like I didn't know what I wanted to do sculpting nude drawing it helped the nude drawing helped for today but uh you know i never felt it and i just was like gonna drop out go bartend go make money travel the world and just like and i did and i never picked up a brush since the day i had uh dropped out of college years later i was just like you know what i'm gonna paint and it's not gonna be like what do i paint no one's telling me what to paint in art school they're telling you what to paint like here's a bowl of fruit here's a naked woman and that was when i fell in love with painting for the first time in my life i hated it in college but being able to paint whatever i wanted without anybody telling me how or to follow any rules it changed the game for me you know and then um i'm still friends with a lot of kids I went to college with that are now amazing well-known artists and I'm just like I never felt the way you felt until I had to like do my own exploring and living my life then like feeling like I had something to say um so then that's like going back to like it's like full circle they're like graffiti from being a kid uh, this training from art school and then kind of living my life becoming a mom all of that Balled into one canvas. How is how is becoming a mom changed the hustle? Completely, completely changed it because I never thought painting was going to be my hustle. I thought I could hustle someone and end up like <laughs> not having to work and just chill and like have a husband and travel the world. I don't know. I don't know what I thought, but I never, ever, ever, ever thought painting and selling art and putting my message out there would be a career and would become my income and support a family until I had kids. Like once I had my first kid, I was like, oh shit, I gotta like get a career. I gotta grow up. And my mom was like, why don't you try uh, pharmaceutical sales? Those girls make so much money. I was like, yeah, no, no, no. I need to mm-hmm. 
do something with art. Feed your soul, right? Yeah. yeah. And on your own terms. And I, right. And I can't go to an office at 9 a.m. I won't make it. I'm sorry. I'll be late. Like, I, yeah, that's when I, having kids made me realize, like, I had to grow up, but my, my version of growing up, you know, not, like, obviously, like, society's version, like, right. Get a nine to five and marry, and I, I, I've done everything backwards. I guess I had a kid first, then I got married, and then you know, then I got serious about a career. All backwards, but it's part of again, like who I've always been, which shows in the paintings. Right. Now, so you said you didn't, you never considered being a, a full time painter, full time artist, putting your message out there. You must not have ever considered that your work would be influential or empowering to women right you were just being yourself right i well i never considered that i'd be in a gallery just never thought i'd be i always thought like that's just for fine artists that's like i'm not a fine artist uh and then i did and then i was in a gallery and then after that i never considered that it would take this turn into an empowering message to women, little girls, you know, teenagers, uh, everybody. Like, I never considered that until it started happening without me even trying. And now it's like, well, I'm not going to stop now. Like, now that I know what my purpose is. But aren't you concerned that you're establishing some unrealistic, you know, kind of Herculean standards for eyelash length? <laughs> what? I honestly no. The extensions. Have you seen nowadays? the eyelashes in her pieces? The, these girls have oh, eyelashes. Yeah. The eyelashes okay. are a thing. Daggers, uh, and they're out there. Yeah, That's I mean, not realistic it's for a, a little girl at home. Oh. <laughs> you can. The eyelash extension game is strong. Okay. Huge. All right. Now I want to hear. I want to hear a story that backs that statement up. Give me a good eyelash story. I know you got one. I really don't have a good eyelash story. Another I just girl's lo- eyelash story. Fights or this or that or no, falling no, off. The, or no, I, nothing? Not, not really. There's people like, putting feathers on them. The, yeah. There's the all eyelash, kinds just a glitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm you, the eyelash right game now. is crazy. It's insane. I would have never thought that I was doing anything with eyelashes until someone once added a hashtag like lashes for days in a comment. And then I looked at that and I'm like, oh my God, of course. Of course. How did I like, not see that? <laughs> hello, the lashes, they're amazing. And then I just think I have a piece that is a um, a quote that says, I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's uh, the, the list. My eyelashes are as black as my soul and as long as the list of people I don't like. Mm. Or, But the original, <laughs> I had seen it somewhere and it was as long as the people that, do, as long as the list of people that don't like me. And I was like, no, everybody likes me. <laughs> I don't like go. a lot of people. No, but uh, yeah, like I saw that and I'm just like, how did I not see it? The lashes. John, any. Uh... I was just wondering, in terms of like what, what's your preferred medium these days? Like you, you just you do mostly canvases. Do you. I, I've seen some of your work on the streets, but I have to admit, I haven't seen a ton. So no. the street artist thing, I, I'm not at all I don't ever consider myself a street artist um but the reason there were a couple of pieces and there's gonna be more because i loved it was because it's addictive it's 
oh my goodness, is this addictive? I can't, I can't get too addicted. I have two, I have two kids. I can't get too addicted. Right. I want to go out every night. <laughs> I have, I literally have a huge bucket of paste in mm. my car at all times. But it was all because. Did she say um, she wasn't a street artist? No, no, <laughs> I know. But all because of, I, I'm going to blame all of this on dirt. Yep. Right uh, this minute. Because. Kurt Cobain. Here's how it all. I was never. I mean, I admire street art so much that I was like, "That's for the gods, not for me. <laughs> um, I'll just do canvases." But dirt. We met on Instagram, and he hits me up one time like, "Yo, I'm coming to New York to, you know, throw up. Like, let's th- go out one night." And I was like, "Yes. Oh my god. I mean, Liz, I've never done that before, but I'll come with you." He was like, "What do you mean?" You're not a graffiti artist? You're not a street artist? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm like painting on canvases all day. No way. And he was like, wow, I just looking at your style, looking at your stuff, I could have sworn you were like this big New York City street artist. And I was like, oh my God, you just made my year. What a compliment, but not at all. When he first came to New York, did he meet you, Ronnie, at the he same time? He doesn't even use time? real paste, though. <laughs> I don't he know what this, he uses, but he that's what I use now. Paper glue. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. we use. That's, that's what I use. That's it's what cheating. I use. Well, is well, it? I don't know. Why is it? I don't see. I don't know anything. To it. Yeah, I don't know anything lasts. about that. Yeah. Like he. So I literally went to meet this person that I off of Instagram. My husband was like, "Just be careful." I'm like, "He seemed really <laughs> chill. Like I think he's chill." My husband was like, "You think everyone's chill? Like please just be careful." I picked him up. He had never been to New York. You know, like, he's not from here. He's from L.A. And He's pretty we, tough, too. So We vibed right away. We <laughs> well, were like... back in those days, he still had blue hair, right? <laughs> yeah. We were just like, hey, oh, my God, great. And that night, I only went as a fangirl because I... He was like, make some stuff to post. I was like... I don't even I don't, know what I, that means. I was like, uh, like, do I cut it or... <laughs> Like, I had no clue, so I only went as a spectator, and I was hooked. After that, I was like, once he came back to move here, he was like, you, you want to come again? I'm like, and I'm ready, and I have pieces. <laughs> oh, my God, here you like, it was, it was great. But that's how that started, but I just really feel that that's a good way to get your message out there. You know, your art, more eyes. It's like not having to deal with a lot of the things that you deal with in the gallery world, yeah. I guess it's like, you know, it's a lot of politics and I'm a fan of doing things myself. So like, and you're reaching the next generation. Exactly. And just like, I want to show you my stuff. Here it is. I'm going to paste it up and you're going to see it and you're going to love it. Maybe you'll take a selfie with it. And I love that even more. So it's like a great way to have everything out there. So if, you, if you're not getting up on the streets that much, how do you get people to see your work? Is it, I mean, you know, because it's a hard thing to do to, to, to put yourself out there, but really just how to access this community of people who would be interested in your work. I think that the internet is obviously a great place, but also social media has become such a necessity uh, for an artist, I think. You know, unless you're just in a whole other kind of situation where you're repped by somebody and you have an agent and a manager and a gallery that represents you and all you do is paint 24 hours and not worry about sharing your art with the world. Any other artist, like I feel any of us, 
really, really, really appreciate the communities. I mean, I know people have their love-hate relationships with Instagram, but, and then that whole Vero thing right. that happened recently, that's, that's dead. But like, if we didn't have social media, we'd all kind of still be in our own little nucleuses of creating instead of well, it's, networking with everybody. Social media is killing, killing the gallery model. It is. Because as a collector, I would much rather interact personally with the artist. Right. Get to know the artist whose work I'm buying. Right. I mean, that makes the piece so much more valuable. I, it, 100%. And when you, be, when you build a relationship with a collector, they become friends. I mean, these are people that I, I have so many friends now, like people that I would have never otherwise maybe even been friends with on social media because usually it's just like your friends and family. But, you know, they're not like, I don't like to think of it as like my followers or my fans. Like these are people that I'm like, cool with like I become cool with and if I see you in the street like I'm gonna be like oh my god hi even though like we've never met before hi yeah but I think you are followers I think you should be a little more Mariah-esque and give them a name (laughs) like I I, I don't create I need some creative genius here like I need you to let me know I don't know how am I gonna like something stripper related could be fun that's what you (laughs) you would call her followers would be that is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm merely spitballing. But like, you know, let's, like, but let's like hear some ideas. The b- yeah. believers, oh, the right, believe, right, right, yeah, right. no, uh, right. you wouldn't want to be mushers. The lambs. Yeah, you don't you want to be, be the mushers. But the mushes are like, yeah. I'm mushing you. Like you're being yeah. mushed. You're like yeah, a mush no. on the street, like a piece of shit. Like I don't want <laughs> that one's. I mean, I don't know. Recently, someone was like, "Can you mushify this for me?" Oh. And I loved it. <laughs> and it's now. Everything I do is mushified. Mm. My children are mushified at home. Uh, right. like, so that was great. But that's just because I'm just putting my touch on something that's, yeah. But like, I don't own these people, my followers, my fans. That's I always find that so weird because mm. I develop a relationship with them. And I'm like, I feel like they're my friends. Mm. I don't know. So who is your collector? How would you describe? I mean. Is it a broad range of people who are interested in your work, or do you do you think that there's someone who, I mean, what who's who's your your market what, in terms of what you? My what market um, is women, for sure, whether they pay for the piece or not. Uh, <laughs> but it's women who are learning about themselves and realizing that they are independent, and you know, mothers, but also like hoes that like to go out um and they're just realizing like this is this speaks to me this isn't like oh pretty art that i put in my kitchen of flowers this is like this is me that night that i went out and i want to have that and then you know they feel like i'm showing them a version of themselves so i do a lot of commissions where people come to me like can you paint me? And they know it's not about the piece looking like them. It's about the piece Something invoking them. them. Like right. that's how I feel. It may not look like that. I don't, I don't have purple hair with a tiny waist and huge hips, you know, or my boobs are bigger or smaller than that. But I feel like that. Right. That's like, like she's, the inside of you. Yeah. Like the, the colors, you know, uh, what she's saying. So that's like, the, that my biggest connection is women, but mostly, you know, working independent women, moms, younger, I want to say, but like younger who had to grow up quicker. Like 
I'm young, but I already have a kid, and I already pay my own rent, and I already because I have to do this. That's, I think that's why they identify with my work because essentially that's me too. So, all right. So I have the smallest art brain at the table. So if I don't say this the right way, don't kill me. But it sounds to me like you're saying the more you relate with my work directly, the more you can say that's me, the more I become one of your ideal clients. The more I become what? Who? The more the, 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 the person who's viewing your work. If, if she can say that's me, she's going to want to relate to it and want to buy it. Yes, for sure. I mean, don't you think that happens with any art, though? Uh, yeah, you, you have know, to it's have like a if connection. You, no, and here's, here's where I think the disconnect is in my brain, is because this is a, that's me, that's not me. Okay, yeah. Appreciating something for what it is, whereas you're, you're actually relating to it at a point where you, you're like, oh, this is me, I feel such a connection on that basis. Versus I've just been the there, that's literally or, me, that's yeah. me. Right. That artist did this for me, even if they didn't know it. Right, exactly. Like, that's what it is. It's like So you got to start painting dudes. <laughs> So be, to and you appeal, also to have to be to, careful to as a single white female. Here's here's what it is. I, can, I, you know, how many times people are like, "Can you paint something like for me?" Like men, men who are fans of my work, and I'm just like, Ugh. like how I, I don't know. Um, here's how you just do. You have boobs. It. I'll paint you if you have boobs. <laughs> like <laughs> you have boobs and a curvy figure. Like I'd love to. Yeah, I don't know. I. I'm really kind of stuck on that. I'm working on a new um, collection that is trying to do that, but in a different way. It's a lot more personal and like deep than just like the badass girls that were in your face before. I think it's almost like a prequel to how this girl became who she is today, Mm -hmm. who's like unapologetic and in your face, but not trying to be. That's just how she is. Uh, the prequel is the girls I was before with each relationship I've had. I've had many meaningful relationships like um, love lovers, um, how they viewed me, how I viewed myself through their eyes was always different with every single boyfriend. Um, so the painting would be how. I viewed myself the way he viewed me uh, kind of way. And I feel that a lot of men will be able to look at this and, and, and relate to the man who is the spectator of the painting. Mm. So we'll be able to look and say, yep, that's, I had that girl. She's the one that got away. I or, heard that or I think that's what was going on. Right. Right. More in more ways than my current collection where guys are like, yeah, I know those type of girls. This is more like it's going to touch them. Like, oh man, I remember that heartbreak. A lot of them are going to be more heartbreaks, but I think that everybody in the world can relate to heartbreaks. So it's like going to touch you in a deeper way. And that's what I'm working on now. So. All right, so that leads into my next question, which is about collaborations. Now, does your work lend well to collabing with other artists? I think so. I think it does. The few collaborations that I've had um, have had positive feedback. I think I think it does. I haven't done that many, but I feel it's because I'm just now uh, meeting so many people in the amazing art community. So now it's like it expands my reach in terms of collaborating with someone. Now, how, I'm sorry, go ahead, Audrey. 
Oh, I didn't say Sorry, that. Sorry, that was me, actually. Oh. Um, but so who would you like to cl- if collaborate with? Who would you see yes. your work? What's the dream? Yeah. The ultimate oh, the dream, dream? I don't know. That's a tough one because I, I, I Living and even... dead. Oh, my goodness gracious. Keith Haring immediately, uh, obviously. But I honestly, it's not something I've thought about because I've been so consumed with this new body work that I'm trying to create. And so I haven't thought like, oh, who could I collab with? Because I don't even have the, that body of work. If any collaborations would happen, would be my mush girls that... Right, something that already exists that you can Yeah, that I can... That, that people, that the two artists, that we could both close our eyes and visualize it merged, mm-hmm. and then it would look amazing. Like I did uh, something like that with Dirt, where it was his uh, beer bottle... And one of my girls mm. holding the beer bottle. And our colors really complemented each other. So, And I think we both were just like, yep, like close our eyes for a minute. And like, oh, yeah, that's, that'll look good together. Let's mm. do it. And if I have any situation like that with any other artist, I'm always down to, you know, collaborate. But I just don't have anyone off the top of my head. John, what else do you have on your uh, carefully scribed notes for Miss Mush here? Well, I would. I actually, I was th- wanted to touch just one more on what we were just talking about. Just in terms of, I'm thinking of people, artists that I think oh, would be oh, fun. Would love to hear that. Yeah. Would love to hear that. ones that I think would be similar. As far even with this Miami connection, mm-hmm. Claudia Labianca or Aquarella, I think there's there's a similar style and yeah. a similar voice. Power p- voice that I think would Very much. would um, carry over w- with your work. Right. Um, there's also you know locally there's Pussy Power here and right. there's different uh, artists that I think. Um, I just think that the, even the colors and, you know, you have such vibrant colors. You have, you know, it's this illustrative look. And, and I just think it's very, um, they're playful, mm-hmm. yet at the same time powerful. And I just think that for me, that's a, it, it's just something that I, you see it and you're like, you stop. Because yeah. you want to take it in. And, you know, I, I, I would read your the words over a little bit. And I'm thinking, you know, sometimes it sounds either purposefully or not, you know. I'm a slut and I embrace it. Yeah. Or, you know, in a, in a positive way. It's very yep. sex positive. That's 100%. Uh, a lot of times people are like, you know, w- women, we need to stop calling each other bitches and hoes. <laughs> and I'm like, but I love my hoes. <laughs> like, I don't I love. It's not. I don't see it as negative. I just decided that I'm not going to feel that way by that word. I'm going to feel like I embraced right. being a girl that wanted to try out a lot of different things before I decided what was the one thing I wanted. Right. I embraced that. And, and why I, shouldn't you? Exactly. Right. So yeah. I don't I don't ever feel bad with bitches, hoes, whores, like and I you know, my husband and I joke. Like he'll just be like, can't turn a hoe into a housewife. I'm like, <laughs> nah, because I'm not a housewife. Like <laughs> but we joke about it because we both feel the same way. I don't take it as a disrespect. So have on that line, have you had negative press from or you know people who have said you know i don't really like this is really derogatory toward women this is you know and what's your it's um you know there's something like i want to not make this the the male gaze this is the female gaze this is the girl gaze like we see each other like this we you know we're calling each other hoes in a good way. We are embracing it. We are taking the word back. But a lot of people, you know, I guess are more conservative. I've had women, I had a woman tell me, she was like, 
uh, she works at a gallery down in Miami, and she was like, well, I want to see your art. I was told, you know, someone put us uh, in connection. And when I showed her on my phone, and she was like swiping through, she was like, ooh, that one's too grotesque. <laughs> and I was like, just what you want to hear. Grotesque. I love the sound of that. Oh my God. So, I like being like, grotesque. Like, yeah. And I was just like, am I supposed to be feeling bad? Because grotesque has me feeling amazing and right that's now. A, oh. That's a direct reaction. I mean, and reactions like, are good. 100%. Bad or but, good. You know, I was just like, I wish you, I kind of want to tell the lady, like, you should let your hair down a little and feel grotesque. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> you should try this. This is go. great. You know, and you, she was a little more uptight, but I get, you know, it's not for everybody. It's not meant to be for everybody. I don't think maybe we're all ready to be uh, awoken in our women um, bodies or whatever, but. Even my mom, she's like, I love the little girl you painted, but I don't like the message. It's too strong. <laughs> I'm like, okay, mom, it's fine. You know, right. I get it. I do get that. But, you know, negative press is good press or, you know what I mean? Like sure. no people are talking about it. Exactly. Right. People are talking about it and make it's making them feel some sort of way. That's the important thing. It's like, I love colors. I've always loved colors, but it. Never did I think I could actually make someone feel something. I thought it would just be like I would make some art that people would put for decorative reasons. It's making people feel bad or good. So, so looking through your website, you have merch. You're on the merch oh, game. Oh, yes. The so, Mush merch. Yeah. So yeah. tell us just a little bit about that, how it came about, and what you do. Yeah. Um, I have always known that I was not going to be a fine artist. Maybe I didn't feel worthy or, you know, whatever, but I just always felt like my art would be uh, more commercialized, right? But not in a bad, like, sellout way. I just always wanted to for it to be everywhere. Then, you know, uh, street art is a movement. Street art is something that I'm like, okay, I, I could put it up there. And people could see it. And it could be on murals and on walls and it could look cool um, while making people be like, oh, you know, I really like this. But then I always felt like, but I just feel like uh, my art would look great on a coffee cup or a a t-shirt or a cell phone case. Like I even at one point years ago hand painted cell phone cases for people because I thought like my art would look great. It just, it's eye catching. I wonder where those are now. (laughs) <laughs> right so because the phones are long dead so right. where are the cases oh who knows like, i wonder i i experimented with different types of paints and stuff because it would wear off or chip off and it was annoying so i was like not gonna sell that seriously but then you know the more i thought about having my stuff on merch the more i was like this is it's just um sometimes it's a way for people to own a piece of my art that they might not afford a painting you know or yeah, like uh, it might not well, afford it's more accessible painting. To, to exactly, yeah, right. and I I like that because I'm just like, if you could have your T-shirt and be like, I, this is one of my favorite artists. I love wearing this T-shirt. Like, and you're flaunting it. They're advertising you. Yeah, they're advertising it. Other people are like, oh, who's that? What's that on your shirt? And and people tell me all the time, like that's those are their favorite T-shirts. This is my favorite hoodie. Um, so it's like I was like, why haven't I done this before? What yeah. was I waiting for? You know. And I decided to put together a store, but I encountered some situations with Instagram and censorship. 
because mm. when I was like, okay, I want to advertise, you know how they tell you, oh, this post did really well. Why don't you promote it? And you could uh, pay five, 10 bucks to promote it. So I was like, oh, that'd be great for my merch. You know, I mean, I have a couple followers and they've seen it, but everything I post is just the same eyes seeing it. So I'd love to promote the merch. And I sent it on uh, an ad for review and it got rejected because of the nudity. No nudity at all, even if it's art. You know, Which is so funny because it's you know it's, it's an ridiculous. illustration. It's so not, ridiculous, you know? and I'm like, it's not a real. I mean, boob, you're guys. And a right. lot of this it's not, not a real nipple. Not a real, not a real boob. boob. And not a real that, nipple. Most of the time, you're only showing half of it anyway. You're not even it's showing the nip the whole slip. Exactly, nipple. like you know, <laughs> you're girls, doing the Janet Jackson. Come on, uh, but then so I encountered that and I was really upset about it after, for a while because I was just like, kind of sucks. Like I wanted people to have my sweaters because I felt like then my art, art would reach. A bigger audience and that's great so I had to make a whole other account that would link back to the store and then I had to go to the store and on the images of the products censor two nipples on mm. every <laughs> painting and if you go on the store now you see they'll have like a little scribble on it and I'm like it's I hope they know it's they, it still looks like a boob Right, exactly. Yeah, still Just do. because you've closed, closed, the, covering yeah, the, the covering yeah. the pink nipple with right. red marker, it still <laughs> looks like a nipple. But I did that, and I submitted an ad, and it got approved. Hmm. And I was just like, "This is hilarious." So now it's just a matter of I have my art, um, sorry, my merch, you know, mush merch, Instagram. And then my regular Instagram where I'm just posting my life away, you know? Oh, I love that you call it the mush bodega. <laughs> mush bodega. That's mm-hmm. so New York. Yeah, mush bodega. But, you know, it's like, I feel like everybody knows what bodega means. But oh, that's yeah, a New Yorker thing. It's such totally. a New York thing. Yeah. You know, like other people are like, oh, and I mean, I'm a Colombian. So like anybody that's that's Latin and, you know, my friends and family, they're all they know what a bodega is, but yeah. But when you travel that, outside of New York and you find places that don't have them, you feel sorry for the people. Oh, I feel so bad for them. <laughs> so bad for them. I mean, the bodegas are the best thing that could have happened to like New York City. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take a step a step back. The reason you brought the merch around was to make your work more accessible to people that couldn't afford canvases. Yep. So John, that's the reason stocks split on Wall Street. They make it more accessible. They bring the price down by a half or a third so that more people at different uh, economic points can afford their work. So in this instance, she not only had to uh, uh, bring that down and bring the price point down, but she also had to censor her work to work with corporate. So even when you're trying to sell and yeah. just whore your whore work in this exact <laughs> instance, you got to be flexible. You artist, can't right? even whore your whore work in 2018 on Facebook. Yeah. You still have to take a whore bath. My God, you know <laughs> it's like this. It's crazy, uh, but you know I thought about it for a while. Like, do I just say f you Facebook, Instagram, and not advertise, and then just like hope it's being seen? But I'm like, no, that's annoying. That's annoying. We should all be able to advertise. Like, I see a bunch of stupid stuff being advertised to me all the time that I'm like, oh, I don't care about this, you know? To like, and how, could, how are they doing it? Right. So. You have to be realistic whether you're the consumer or the product. And when it comes to social media, we're not the consumer. We're the product. Yep. And we always have to remember that. So we're not creating the rules. We're playing by them, unfortunately, yep. when you're on someone else's platform. That's why it's sold, as John and Bike Girl know. We try to make it an open platform. We want everybody to participate. We want everyone to have a voice. Yep. 
Uh, even if we don't necessarily agree with that voice, we think our listeners and our readers, you know, need to hear about it. But as you say, you know, there's someone's going to care about it. You know, you're not always going to appeal to everyone. Everybody, right? right. So it, whether whether this person that, you know, was a little bit prude about your your work, didn't like it. There's someone you have a voice that's going to appeal to someone and your work is going to resonate with them. And I think that's you know, that's the great thing about the diversity of art that's out there. You know, right. It's, well, if art would suck if everybody liked it. Right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think the upcoming elections this year, I think you have a tremendous opportunity to pick up uh, a whole new wave of fans, empowered fans. Uh, I read the other day that uh, female and minority registrations are up in political parties. So I think literally people just like you are going to be running for office and would love uh, you know, to a, a voice from the streets or a voice from the art community. Yeah. It, might be, it might be something to look at. But uh, Wait, you want her to run? No, sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah Mush twenty twenty four. I don't, know I don't think we can get you in twenty. My pass is a little iffy. <laughs> <laughs> but you never inhaled. <laughs> never, 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 never. So, uh, what, what's coming up in terms? You talked us about this about the collection, but what's coming up for Mush in in eighteen? What are what are the bigger things that you're looking either forward to or working on? Um, looking forward to more street art on my part um, because it's going to get warmer soon and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've got my You've army. Got it in your blood now, I think right? everybody yeah. is this year. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I'm ready to dip my hands in anything and everything street art um, related because I love the platform. I just really love the platform and I also feel or maybe this is just our little um street art bubble but i just feel like the other artists are so much more embracing it's in pretty this, true it really is in this uh you know kind of like subcategory of art because i guess in the gallery art world it's not like that no well let, um, let's not paint a perfect rosy picture oh, no there's, for there's sure some, there's some yeah, winners out there but right? you know what the divas so stick beefs, out man. and they don't always last on the streets very long because the streets kind of take back the streets and the streets have their own rules. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but as they should, as they should, you know, I wouldn't want it to become something that's like, uh, I don't it's know. Sterilized like, or something. Yeah, like yeah. played out yeah. or it's like, no, street art should remain the way that it is so that it has that respect. Street art is street art. Like it's not. She says she's not a street artist. I don't call myself a street artist. I'm not. I'm not. I think this is we, like this, we're this take evolution of her. Of her chrysalis, um, maybe yeah. <laughs> and, I, the mush. Ask right. her how many continents she's tagged, she's uh, pasted in. Yeah, I mean <laughs> more, more than more than some people at this table. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I in Ireland, but that was that's but, that was my beginning. But. That like that's how I was like. We went out in the streets of Ireland, uh, weed pasting, and I was like, oh, my God, can we fly back to New York? Like, I need to do this back home. This is amazing. Uh, it's addicting. I don't. I don't. I don't want to call myself that because I never like to call myself any specific type of artist or art. You know, I'm an artist. I anything I do is uh, creative. It's in a creative way. So if I'm gonna put it put street art street art up, it's gonna be just because I want to create and share. I'm an oversharer for sure. And do you see yourself um, ever, you know, painting a mural, painting a wall outside? Or? Yeah. So that was uh, part of. Um, my like goals for summer 2018 more murals 
um, I kind of did a small one last summer. That's the uh, one with uh, in Brooklyn that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that we yeah. still need. The that one we still don't know the street. word is, <laughs> but it was uh, they. I just showed up and was like, hey, do you have extra space, an extra wall? Because they had our, all the walls were already assigned. And he was like, I have this door. And uh, like dirt was like, you should take it because, you know, to kind of get yourself into the whole mural thing and painting larger scales. And it's not too big. It's just a door. So I did that. And that was like a roller coaster. I started and I was like, oh my God, this looks like fucking shit. This is disgusting. I'm really hard on myself. And that's me in my studio well, painting. Roller gates Not- are like the hardest thing there is to paint to begin oh, with. Oh, it was a roller gate. It wasn't just Wasn't a, it? It wasn't really. Right? No, it wasn't. It was yeah. bad. I mean, oh. you were, you're a sucker. Sorry. But <laughs> for that to be your first thing, you, you got played. <laughs> That was my first thing. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. And I was so hard on myself as I was painting it. And like, Gary, it turned out great. Right. So so my husband was there. It was like, you're being really hard on yourself. I was like, no, this is this. This is disgrace. This is a disgrace. I hate it. And but I go through that with every single painting I do, except I'm in the comfort of my own home right this was people walking by like oh my god that looks great i was like no it doesn't don't lie to me like i need to go through that (laughs) on my own but you know the more i kind of started developing the piece and then it just was coming together i by the end i loved it you know but it's like a mental thing that you do when you're creating I just have to get used to (laughs) doing that with a bunch of people walking by and admiring my work while i do it so are you doing brush spray or spray? What are you doing? Uh, well, you, a, a, little one, you do? a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah, because I feel in this particular case, it was a smaller space. Mm-hmm. And when I was trying to do this girl, like the details in the eyes and the lashes, can't forget the lashes, was a little harder. I kept trying to do my lines. I'm like, oh, my God, with the spray. And it just wasn't. So I was like, you know what? I want it to look good. I don't want it to just, oh, I did it all with spray or I did it, you know, I'm not, like I said before, <laughs> I'm not a street artist, so I'm going to use my brush. I'm going to use whatever I need to use to make it look like I'm, I'm happy with it. Right. And so that came out great. I mean, I was happy with it. Well, thank you very much for coming in today. This thank was a lot so of fun. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for popping my cherry. This right. was oh, my, my God. First time you, and then awesome. you popped my yeah. cherry. Hey, have We five. popped each other's <laughs> cherries. <laughs> Tell everyone where they can find you online and Instagram. Uh, Instagram, Butterfly Mush, and website, butterflymush.com. And you can find you know all your mushified needs there. Um, and that's about it. Thank you so much for having me, guys. You are very Thank welcome. You so Thank you. Uh, we are done for the day. Sold out. <laughs>